0: Hello. This is the very first Cal's questions in association with Ampersand Productions. As you can see, you're joined by Paul and Derek of DMDM Studios. Um, yes, a huge welcome to all of you. Um, remember to catch us on Thursdays for Homebrew Havoc. But I am delighted to say that we have our very first guest here, and that is, as mentioned, Derek from DMDM Studios. Um, yes, Derek. Hello. How are you How's doing? Good good. 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 I just wanted to, uh, I mean, obviously I know you from, we used to do um, Curse of Strahd and uh, Descent Into Avernus on, is coming soon on your channel, oh, which myself and Paul are also a part of. Yep. But Super I just, exciting. yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you are, in my view, one of the most busiest people in the TTRPG community. Please just tell us about yourself for all the listeners.
1: Uh well I mean that's a pretty broad topic for me to talk about. Uh just talking about myself. I'm a I'm a I'm a dude, I guess, you know, we're all kind of people. We have like complex shit going on, but um is it okay if I curse? Sorry. Oh yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen Homebrew Havoc? Oh my <laughs> words. Okay. I I have seen Homebrew Havoc in this, but... <laughs> Go for um, it, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh last year I was um teaching, doing the same job that I'm doing now, but um, I was getting kind of burnt out on it, getting kind of bored of it. And so I tried uh, my hand at finance and that did not work out. And so I was unemployed for a period of time. And uh, in that period, I just said, you know, fuck it. I really want to make actual plays. I really want to share my creativity with the world. I want to have uh, a group of people that I can, you know, actually like come to rely on and have some friends that I can actually enjoy being around other than just feeling obligated to because life put us in the same general vicinity like we all kind of grow up having those friends um and so i just kind of set out and started doing it um i was on like one one shot that ended up being like a two shot um shout outs to Andrew kaiser he was the first person that gave me like an opportunity to be on their twitch channel and stuff um and, yeah, from then on, it was like, okay, I think I get it. I'm going to figure it out and just start working at it. Um, been making maps in Incarnate for a while, too, so uh, being able to give out free maps and stuff like that or share with other people what it is that I'm, I'm working on for my own stuff and just be like, if you want to use this for whatever you want to use it for, go ahead, you know. That that also helped me a lot, um, Have having some kind of auxiliary resource that I can bring to the table aside from just, I'm a guy with a Twitch. Like, because, I mean, really, like, anybody can be a guy with a Twitch channel. Um, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like that's one of the great things about Twitch is that literally anybody can do it. But I do think that a lot of um, the reason why I've met a little bit of success in my first six months in the space is because of the networking aspect. Um, mm, yeah. I That that kind of harkens back to what I was talking about with like wanting like a group of friends that I can come to rely on. You know what I mean? Like I, I I've... I feel like myself, like many other people um, that I've known, and I'm, I'm sure many people that I, I don't know this about, but it, it's probably true, is that like we've been pulled around a lot of our lives. Mm. Um, we've been told that there's a specific order in which you're supposed to act, and if you breach that protocol, then you're on the wrong side of what it is that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And for me, that was religion. Like I was raised in a super conservative household. so Dungeons and Dragons wasn't really something that I was like, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, demonic or anything, but the satanic panic definitely, like, it was it was huge in America, especially in, like, the Bible Belt in the South where I live and grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was definitely, like, some, like, influence in this space, especially coming to grips with who I am as a person and, like, aspects of my own identity that I felt like I had to, like, shut down. So I, I really, after, like, years and years of that and then, like, just trying desperately to find somebody and some other thing that was like a plug and play just like oh this is what i was missing from my life i realized that's not going to happen and that um that's not a real thing uh you can't just plug and play somebody else's operating system into your own life and and anticipate that it's going to function correctly Mm -hmm. you have to do the legwork put in the man hours and, and, and figure out what you want in the first place which i'll be honest with you i'm just kind of like a dog with a car um I, I i kind of know what i want, and i'm kind of trying to get to it but i don't i don't have like it articulated and like oh i want to earn this much a year doing twitch and such it's like no i just i have ambitions and i have dreams like we all do
0: and
1: yeah it's amazing. I, i'm just trying to get there
0: yeah that's incredible man i mean I, I see you all over the place just working so hard and you're creating this community this sort of but well, it's, it's a TV channel for TTRPG community, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's quite something. Uh, you should be very proud of that, by the way. You've done, yeah. done an awesome job. In a short space of time, I mean, Paul, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I see you pretty much everywhere on the Twitterverse. You're always popping up in my newsfeed. I think it's fantastic. You were how I first got into TTRPG in terms of Twitter, and d and having a platform to be free to show my style of DMing on. So yeah, I was basically founded on the DMDM Studios TV channel. So without that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have Homebrew Havoc or any of it. I mean, this is where me and Cannon met. So <laughs> I owe my yeah, entire that's true. life. Yeah, I owe my entire oh, yeah. life to you, Derek. So uh, no oh. pressure, but
0: it's all <laughs> on you. Yeah, no <laughs> pressure, but you that's have so made us oh man that's awesome yeah no I, I second that i mean yeah um you you are the reason um you know me and paul have have um, met and uh started working together with with homebrew and all that stuff so yeah i mean you mentioned um you know dungeons and dragons and growing up with um yeah you know that side of things but are there other ttrpgs that you um you enjoy on the same level as uh, D or
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, For me, D&D was, like, the first one that I played, right? Like, probably for many people. But um, it is not, by any stretch of the imagination, like, the only game that I play. Um, I love Legend of Five Rings. It's a a D10. It's a very crunchy game. I really like crunch, um, something that... Uh, people probably know about me at this point if they know who I am is I'm a a numbers guy when it comes to the game like I I, to me the numbers kind of make it feel a little bit more real Mm. and so I really like that aspect of it um I also just for the first time played Dark Heresy which is a Warhammer 40k tabletop this past week and oh man it was so cool dude it was so cool I cannot wait to play more of that game um We've got a lot of other uh games that we run on the channel though, too. Uh it's not strictly D. We just finished uh a Blades in the Dark campaign, which was like the first full like start-to-finish campaign that we ran on the channel. Um shout outs to CC for that. Mm-hmm. He did a wonderful job. It was it was a great time. Um and uh yeah, Blades in the Dark is really cool if you've never played that. It's it's very improv heavy. Um I really liked that. And then um Andy, the uh, Lost Haven Art, uh, the the guy that uh, runs the L5R on my channel on yeah. Sundays, we we're taking a break from L5R while we we're playing a Caltrop core, uh, core game that he mm-hmm. made called Irizumi. Oh, wow. He made
0: it. That's amazing. And um, I mean, there's other things you've been involved with, with, with creation as well. And I can hear a dog. That's amazing. <laughs> That's me. Um, That's me. Sorry. The, uh, artifacts of the Arcadian Sentinel. Would you yeah. tell us about a little bit about that as
1: well? sure yeah i'd love to um that was something that i made with lost haven uh with andy um he yeah absolute legend uh he had uh some commissioned artwork that somebody made and then like never paid him for so he never finished it for them um and so it was just like kind of like concepts that he was like oh i could do this with i could do that with i was like he's like i i want to do something with i'm just not sure i was like well i mean if you want like i could come up with some mechanics for it and like we can work together to like write some lore and stuff for it and he was like yeah yeah, we'll, we'll try how that goes and i mean it it was a blast it it was a blast making it we spent a good amount of time making it i know the art he can he, again legend he can like kick out phenomenal art in a day i do not understand oh, yeah. how he does it yeah it's um, yeah for real um and, uh, you know, I, I took my time, like, reading and rereading the mechanics and stuff. Just wanted to make sure that I, I got it right the first time. This is, like, the first, like, actual supplement that was going to have my name on it. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that I got it right. And I know there's a couple of typos in the book. Uh, I'm sorry. It it, it slipped through. Uh, I know of one <laughs> particular that just... It's just... Syntax and great. Oh, no, it's that word just going over and
0: over in your head. Oh man, oh, it happens. Don't worry about it. No, I, I look forward to it. you know. I'll be, I'll be getting it and reading it, and um, yeah, that's amazing, man. We'll be, that's, finding, that's that, we'll be
2: finding that typo for you, Derek. Like, yes, that one. That, oh, yeah, that's where you. Find... Everything you do is wrong because of that one typo. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, Paul
0: will be scouring over over the magnifying glass. Where is it?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like 16 pages PDF. It's got um, it's a uh, one subclass, uh, four magic items, each more powerful than the last. Um, all of them are completely homebrew uh, stuff that I lifted out of my own lore and then made it a little bit more setting agnostic, so you could even drop it into like forbidden realms stuff if you wanted to. Oh, cool. Um, or forgotten realms, not forbidden. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, like official setting, any anything. Uh, also, you have to do that to sell it on DMs Guild. Um, and then um, yeah, it's also got an NPC big bad evil guy that's like designed to be a boss, um, and he can teleport to a giant flying owl. That is I'm like... in. I'm all about big big <laughs> owls.
0: Yeah, you, you you've had me. That, that, that's it. I'm in. We sold. sold on that now. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, that, you should have just started with that. But yep, giant owl. I'm up. there.
0: Yeah, any <laughs> any form of fat owl, I am involved. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Do, I mean would you say you have a particular um style when it comes to playing and DMing? Have you got like would you would you say there's like a, a Derek
1: trademark? Playing probably. Um yeah, I because I play in, like, pretty much only time I play anymore is in actual plays. And yeah. the thing about actual plays is that it's as much of a game as it is, like, a production, like a like a show, right? Yeah. So you always have to be willing to bring drama to the table. And, you know, it's not always appropriate to do so. Sometimes you you have to let it be a down moment. Yeah. you know, even when you're like, oh, I really want to do this one thing, sometimes you can't really do it because it's, like, it's not going to suit the purposes of the show. It's... It's something that you might, have, might do if it's a game, but it's a game and a show, and you have to remember that. Um, so, as a player, I think that the thing that I, I bring to the table is... Um, aside from the fact that I run production on pretty much all the shows... Yeah. Juggling. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Which is a huge the... help, by the way. I'll just say it's a huge oh, yeah. help. <laughs> as someone who DMs <laughs> de- and people.
2: does production, and as someone who plays... A DM that while you do production, you doing production is a lot easier than me doing it at the same time. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> um, no problem. I'll be uh, I'll be doing that tonight too with Covet. Yes. So uh, I'll be I'll be running in um doing uh, the production side tonight. But um I think for the player side, I just try to bring more drama to it um appropriately. Um you know I'm not too too put off if something bad happens to my character because to me it's it's all drama and that's the name of the game that's what we're all there for we're all there to share in those oh shit moments right like that's why we play these games um as a dm i don't know i have a tendency to go pretty dark and gritty um i have a real tendency to go pretty dark and gritty uh like really really brutal combat with the way that i like to describe things um I am a huge fan of taking what worked in older editions of Dungeons & Dragons, uh, especially like uh, dungeon grinds, um, you know, exploration, uh, hex crawls, stuff like that. All that good stuff. I like finding what works about those and integrating them into how I run so that I don't have just any, like, one... I, I truly believe that, especially in Dungeons & Dragons, a game that takes like three to four hours a week to play. Uh, variety really is the spice of life. Yeah. So you don't ever just want to be doing only one thing, in my mind. Yeah. You want to experience everything that the game has to offer. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a tour de force. Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Paul, I mean, how does that sound to you?
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And I can say that I've had you in a couple of my campaigns now. And when you mentioned that you don't mind bad things happening to your character, yeah, I've seen that on multiple occasions. You've said to me in Session Zeroes and followed through with it, if my character would make a bad decision, even though it is self-deprecating, I'm going to make that bad decision. And my mind goes back to the time, as a level three character, you picked a fight with Strad, who was not a level three character, and you got your ass whipped. So, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And the few times I have seen you DM, I think you're absolutely right with that gritty, brutal description style of specifically combat, but just in general. You really bring an air and a feeling of threat, a realism to these fights. And you say that you like to add drama as a character. I think that follows through as a DM as well. So you do a really good job on both sides of the board.
1: Thank you man a lot of that goes back to my players if I'm being honest like the role playing stuff um we all aspire for good role play right but my players really get into it and really like that's like one of the core reasons why they are there mm-hmm. and they they take care of the drama for me i just I just show up and tell them what I think makes sense and we roll with that typically i mean i I spend a lot of time in prep behind the scenes especially in map making but um yeah, my players are fantastic. I really couldn't ask for a better group. It's been a long time since I've had like, a full group um, that I've DM'd for. And, uh, yeah. Amazing. It really makes it a least.
2: With regards to that, um, is there any homebrew rules or homebrew variants that you always have in your games from a DM perspective? All, uh, encumbrance comes to mind. Like, I never have encumbrance in my games. I just don't see the point in it. There's ways around it other than just saying you can carry X weight. So what about you? Is there anything you bring to your games?
1: I like encumbrance um, because it, it keeps them from taking everything that's not nailed down, um, and it really stifles uh, wealth generation. Okay. Um, it makes you You can give them whatever the fuck you want to give them as a DM for loot, but maybe they can't carry it all, or they have to get creative with how they carry it all, and then they get rewarded for getting creative, because then the problem isn't only like, well, now I have to go down into the dungeon to find the loot. The problem is also, okay, there's literally 20 billion copper pieces down here, that's like hundred thousand gold pieces. There's no shot I can carry all this. It won't even all fit in a portable hole. <laughs> how much how much could we feasibly get out of a situation like that? I'm not mm. saying I'm literally gonna do a billion copper pieces. I'm I'm just saying like for instance, like maybe the loot that's at the bottom of the dungeon isn't just like a whole bunch of gold in a chest. Maybe it's like a huge solid like five foot tall statue of gold. Um that's <laughs> why I like that's why I like encumbrance. Specifically for loot purposes. Oh, okay. Um I don't really get too bogged down into it if it's, like, boring, but if it comes up and I feel like, it, okay, we actually need to take a look at some things yeah. here, then I'll do it. Um, but I'm not like, no, what's the put your Are you under a heavy load now? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I trust my players <laughs> to run that. Plus, I play on Fantasy Grounds, which does everything for them. Ah, nice. um, right. And that's really nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, healing potions as a bonus action, regular potions as a standard action. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll let specific potions be like bonus action potions um depending on how if i feel like giving it out like a haste potion as a bonus action that's like an unbelievably good item Mm -hmm. um even though it's consumable um that would still be like a tier above just like a regular old potion of haste. um and then let's see are there any other homebrew rules that i bring um not Necessarily homebrew rules that I bring to the table, but I love strongholds and followers. I love what uh Matt Colville makes uh, a lot of the stuff that he makes so um i do uh I do use that that book, which is technically homebrew yeah. uh it's it's third party yeah. but um yeah I, I I am using that um I use that a lot Excellent. oh that's that's amazing
0: An easy solution to encumbrance by the way, is just give yourself a sentient mini fridge as paul knows <laughs> uh, then you can just check everything that and it'll follow you around, maybe not so much you know fifty foot golden statues. But, uh, <laughs> now they can carry carry some chill drinks around with you. No, that's cool. I mean um encumbrance uh I'm a little bit torn on that. I kinda of, I can't help but picture like um like Elden Ring where you change your weapon and then suddenly you've got this giant club that's just out of nowhere. but that idea like it tickles me a little bit. So yeah. Uh. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, in uh in the last like big dungeon that I ran Covet Syndicate through there was this like doldrum for a bell that was completely made out of a diamond and like the the doldrum and the bell was like huge so it's like one of the single most valuable things you'll ever see ever and it's like seven thousand pounds so like what are you going to do about it like also the place is crumbling around you so (laughs) yeah
0: oh man that's so cool would you say i mean because you are like i say you are like so busy you seem to always be streaming always doing something always doing something with the the TTRPG community and um i mean how do, first of all how do you find the time <laughs> secondly <laughs> secondly i mean is there anything that you find like really difficult with with streaming is there something that that um yeah what do you find the most difficult with it because it is it is it is tricky to become a master of but you've done pretty oh. damn well oh i, I don't know, know.
1: Um, I guess to answer the first question, um, I don't really do much else, honestly. Um, it's kind of my whole life. Um, I go to work at my day job, and then I come home and I stream and I spend time with my wife. Um, I take my dog out for walks. Um, that's 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 me, dude. Um, if I'm not doing that, then I'm doing prep for stuff behind the scenes. Maybe squeezing in a little bit of Elden Ring. Um, uh, uh, which I've also been streaming Elden Ring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of my whole life, so um, I don't really know if I could say that I find the time for it as much as I've just kind of revolved everything else around it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so I mean, it, you must have um, like a dream, what you want to do with it. I mean, where where do you want where do you want it to go? I know that's a big question, <laughs> but um, I mean, you're clearly so passionate about it and you work so hard at it. I mean, have you got a dream? Can you see what what
1: what do you want to achieve out of it? Uh, that's the thing is that it's like it's really hard to actualize and articulate and maybe it's because it's still just so fresh and so new but like I feel – and when I look at things like realistically um, and maybe it's just like the depression and like shit, you know what I mean? Like we all we all go through shit. We've all had people like try to squish our dreams before Um but when I look at things realistically, you know, like I would – I would say if I could earn what I earn at my day job streaming then I would do it. You know what I mean? I would I'd quit my day job and I'd do what I do now. Um the problem is that I teach people how to work on airplanes which means that I you know, it's it's I had to work for that day job. It's not something that anybody can come off the street and do and uh so it w- it would be a while uh before something like that could ever potentially happen. Um if I'm talking about like outlandish daydreams uh Honestly, just enough to where I can, A, most importantly, support my family, my wife, you know, that obviously most important thing. Uh, but B, actually, like, be able to s- promote ideas that I like and people and concepts that they're developing on um, a larger scale. I, I, I've seen what... Um, like matt colville has been able to do right. with his company mcdm where like they have like a whole lot of shit and they're just giving like all these creators like so much room to just like yeah man make what you want to make obviously we're going to make it make sure it's you know in line with our brand and it's not you know wrong or something but like just make what you want to make and, and yeah. we want to give you a platform for that and we want to give you credit for that and that's that's what i want to do too um for me Theater was something that I was really into when I was in high school. Um, My parents made me quit after like ninth grade, which really sucked. Um, Back to the religion thing that I was talking about earlier. Mm. Um, So, an opportunity to play the game that, or the games and and do the activity that I really enjoy doing because it incorporates that and do it in a way that makes it kind of like theater, like a production. Yeah. Um, For me, that was, like, a really easy place to start at because I see a lot of people making freaking awesome supplements um, on, like, Twitter and DMs Guild and stuff, and they get, like, no traction. They get, like, no traction whatsoever, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to use this in my own game. Why doesn't, like, everybody know about this? Why isn't, like, why aren't people, like, talking about this? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are incredibly capable and incredibly smart and really know their shit. And most people live a life of quiet desperation and it's because they don't know what they're supposed to do or they can't bring themselves to do it. And if I can take some of the legwork out of that and just promote more dope content and get more cool fucking people to have eyes on their shit and like be able to provide a, a means for themselves or or just have more time to invest in doing the shit that they like to do and be able to create more as a result of that, then that's... That's the goal, like then i'm I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do, you know I, I I don't know that I believe in things like fate or destiny, and I know this is getting kind of like wee woo wee we, abstract, but like I don't know if I believe in things like that, but I certainly believe that like each person has the capacity to have a self-determined purpose. I mean, that's like what the 20th century was about, right? We had like two fucking world wars <laughs> about that, and uh I mean like i I definitely think that we all have the right to choose what it is that we're supposed to do with our life and whatever seems to be the most true to that individual, the path that it is that they're supposed to follow. So long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, obviously like that's what you're supposed to do. And if you're not doing that, then I mean, you're really the only person that you're hurting, but you are kind of doing the wrong thing. I I don't, I don't want to say that like you're a bad person. Obviously I wouldn't want to judge somebody like that, but like if you're not doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, like, man, you got to, you got to, it will, it will, it will improve your life vastly despite the fact that it's going to take everything out of you. Like it, it will make you feel like you are actually headed somewhere and not just aimless. Like I felt for so much of my own life.
0: Oh man, that's incredible. I mean, it's, I mean, what to say to that? I mean, you're so, so right. Um, It's all about trying to, you make a living out of doing good and creating a community that also does good and spreading the joy and spreading all the good stuff. Um, I mean, dare I say, uh, a lot of the um, jobs on offer or ways to earn a living in in life are not as fulfilling as <laughs> that. Um, it's, and why not, you know, I mean... It, it, Go for it, man. I mean, you're doing all of the right things as far as we can we can see. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Paul agrees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you're putting yourself in all of the best positions to do it. Um, that's the dream, man. And yeah. fair play. Uh, you know, uh, kudos to you.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think going back to your idea or your dream or your passion of promoting other people's work who have good work but don't know how to... Promote it or show it off or give it traction, like you said. It's a sad state, but an inevitable one, that if you want to be successful when creating new products, you have to do that networking. You have to be on Twitter every single day. You have to dedicate to it as much as you would a 9-to-5 job or a retail job or whatever. And it's exhausting. It is so exhausting having to put all that legwork in just to eventually make a sale of your product or make a sale of yourself and if somebody like yourself could say that's good enough I want to share it with my community so that that person doesn't have to put in that legwork I think it would save a lot of people a lot of energy and time and it sounds like a, a definitely worthy cause without a shadow of a doubt so mad props to you for wanting to do that and seeing that someone needs to do that because yeah Twitter's tiring man like, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I hate networking in real life, and I can just about do it on Twitter because I'm behind a screen. But, yeah, I find it exactly. exhausting even doing that.
0: I think the community is a little bit... The, the TTRPG community is, you know, is, is a little bit different in that respect. I mean, you say networking in real life is, uh, you know, not very good. I mean, if you're putting on a suit and talking about finances, yeah, networking <laughs> sucks. But if you're going into a room full of like-minded, creative yeah. people who, as Derek says, all do amazing stuff that goes unnoticed and wrongly so um, I mean I'm all for that get me in a room with all of those nerds it's We're all creating. good <laughs> uh,
1: networking with creatives I, I, would, I would gesture or venture to say is like even harder than just networking with like business people yeah. it's Like I'm, I've done both and I'll tell mm. you right now it's really easy to find out what the motivations of a business person is they just want money, they just want yeah. growth 15% per quarter for their company so that they get that nice Christmas bonus, that's it, that's all they want when are talking about what creatives want, you have to figure out, like, first, most importantly, who is this person? Like, what are, like, who are they actually behind the screen? Because there are some people out there that are absolutely wonderful, and you can you, you come to rely on them and, like, talk to them, like, every day, and, like, you, you love that person, you know what I mean? And then there's some other people out there that they act one way to everyone else, but then behind the screen, they are not a very good person, and, you know, it's kind of up to us to, like, Figure out who those are and make sure that they can't affect people that we care about in our Mm -hmm. communities. Because, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I certainly feel as though my community is in part a reflection of who I am, right? Like, what you you allow, you tolerate. What you tolerate, you condone, essentially. So if you're allowing this, like, cesspit of, like, trolls and, like, degenerates to breed on your Discord... Then you can't be surprised when nobody wants to be your friend because everybody that hangs out with you is just a bunch of chuds. Like, even I mean, if you aren't personally a chud, <laughs> you have to take responsibility for your community. I've
2: never heard that word, a chud. Oh, I've used that one more often. No chuds yeah, allowed. That should let's be introduce a that.
0: that's, that's coming to the UK very soon, chud. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and you created this community, and yeah, you're right. You're going to gotta look after the people and yeah there's a few people that you know that you gotta you know aren't themselves behind the scenes you know they're putting on a mask sometimes and that's hard to find sometimes but yeah i mean i i I like to think the majority of ttrpg people uh um look out for each other and do best for each other because i think everyone's got that um I mean, that's what makes it so great. You know, that's yeah. that's why I love it. Everyone's uh, luckily, you know, crossfing is everyone, nearly everyone I've spoken to is sort of, you know, either welcome me in or been really supportive or really, you know, or, or offer amazing creativity all of the above.
1: But, um, 100%. Yeah. Most people are fantastic. Most people are fantastic. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because, like, I feel like we do kind of have to acknowledge that, like, yeah. you know, Building building a community isn't always just like sunshines and puppy dogs. No, no. Sometimes you gotta you gotta take the belt off, you know. You gotta protect people. I know Paul
0: um, on on Hobu Havoc server is, um, you know, if 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 you're doing something that isn't doesn't adhere to community standards <laughs> as as outlined on the, um, you know, on the the on- server. Then I know Paul comes down with the hammer.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, um, I like. I don't know about you, Dave, but I have zero tolerance torrent. What have zero zero
0: tolerance policy. Yeah, that's it.
2: On no line. fucks. Yeah, that's it. I have a no fucks policy on my Discord. Um, if you start stepping out of line, um, you might get a warning if it appears accidental or like stepping away. But um, yeah, as soon as you cross that line, I'm like gone, bye, and I will name and shame. I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a hobby and I love it but it's still just a hobby of mine and while I am as passionate as passionate can be what you, like, I don't care, what are you going to do? make it so yeah, I have yeah. less followers? Fine
1: yeah, if that's the sacrifice just, yeah. I have
2: to make to distance myself from someone I don't like then that's the sacrifice I make
1: it's, it, and you got, it's, it's the one you gotta be willing to make, too. Yeah. Like, props to you. You gotta be willing to make that because, like, it doesn't matter if they're a big name and a popular person, if they're a fucking piece of shit, why yeah. do you wanna associate with them? Those are questions you have to ask yourself, especially as like a creator and a community a builder. Way. You yeah. don't wanna be friends with
2: that Yeah, like rid I'm of not, the bad
1: eggs for the good of the good eggs. Yeah. I've not, yeah. not
2: had to ban, I think I've removed two people from my Discord, and that's not because they were strictly bad on the Discord because they were bad in another space. I'm like, well, if you can be bad there, what's stopping you from being bad in my Discord? And I'm like, nope. Bye. Same.
1: Same thing. Um, I've had people that, like, I was planning on having on, like, shows and yeah. shit that have had to be like, oh! Somebody's, like, told me in the background, like, oh, hey, actually, this person's, like, an abuser, or, like, mm. this person's, like, a manipulative piece of shit. Like, oh, well, I don't want anything to do yeah. with them, <laughs> and I have a little fucking hidden thing on my Discord called the scrolls of annihilation that I just type in a name and my mods take care of it so
2: yeah right enough of the negativity there's some out there but we're not focusing on that we're here to talk to you Derek who Touchwood <laughs> is not a negative influence in the TTRPG oh, yeah not yet not yet what um, you consider telling gms to kill their players <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah down. so back to your community and your Twitch we we call it a TV channel in jest but it really is that do you have any advice for someone who either wants to appear on your channel uh, and what sort of player slash DM you're looking for, or for someone who wants to start their own community, wants to start their own channel and Twitch streaming service? What sort of advice do you have for those people?
1: So could you give me the first question again? Because my ADHD like just focused on the <laughs> second one and I forgot what you said on the first one.
2: What do you look for in terms of players or DMs appearing on your channel?
1: Okay, great. Um, I really like, um, I mean, it's it's hard to quantify what you mean when you say like-minded individuals, but people that kind of like have the same perspective that I do, they want to elevate good ideas, and they want to have like a positive space and a positive place in the community, and they, they want to like bring other people up. That's a huge one. I, I don't really like to um, promote people that are just negative all the time. Um I, after we just get through saying a whole bunch of unpleasant shit about community building I understand the hypocrisy but you have to understand it's it's not the same thing. Um so number one I I don't like to give a platform to people that are just negative all over social media um player or dm it's just not a good look um and it's going to reflect poorly on me. Um now if somebody just has hot takes or like you know they they have some shit that they really feel like they need to talk about then like that's completely different but I'm saying like people that are just raging into the abyss all the time that is not the kind of people that i like to associate with typically um contagious um people that i do look for though um people that i trust yeah i know that's kind that of a cop sense. out but like <laughs> honestly if i'm if i'm trusting you with a platform in any capacity i want to get to know you and trust you and i i not have to say i'm not uh above like taking a, a risk on people yeah. you know i took a risk on everybody at first right like i I didn't know anybody um and I'm still kind of like in the background behind the scenes I'm I'm taking a huge risk on somebody else but they have the credentials um uh, they know what they're doing they have done this before on other platforms other people's platforms and they have done it successfully and they're great at it and that is like a huge thing like um in kind of pull back the curtain a little bit I have um I'm working with uh the creative who runs, uh, Fandolin by night, uh, on, um, Vancouver by night. Um, more awesome. AD, I believe is her Twitter handle. She's fantastic. Um, runs phenomenal content. Um, and, uh, she asked me, can I run something on your channel? And it was instantly like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Like I know who you are <laughs> yeah. for one. Like, uh, independently of, like, my own stuff, I know who you are. And, like, number two, you're a professional and, like, courteous as it gets. Mm. Absolutely. I would love the opportunity to work with you, 100%. Um, so, yeah, when I'm looking for someone, it's like for somebody to go into business with, as, as kind of soulless as that sounds, you have to be smart about it. You, it's your baby. Mm. You have to trust the people that you're putting your baby's life hands in you know what i mean like i guess that's what i'm looking for and and the second question again was uh was what
2: um where someone who is trying to create their own community or integrate themselves into the ttrpg community what advice do you have for them
1: um let your work speak for itself but promo the shit out of it um on promo days um get really busy um plugging your stuff networking with people you will uh, and this this is an advice that i coined myself this is something that i heard from b dave walters uh, when uh, how not to dm interviewed him on uh, his yeah. podcast legend um yeah legend um you will make friends that you will all kind of rise up with together and whether that's you making that bridge first and then like, Hey, we can work together, you know, or that's them asking to work with you. Obviously again, everything that I said earlier, you got to do your leg where you got to make sure it's somebody that you have like, like that's of the like mind that you yeah. have certain, certain goals and ambitions with. And that isn't a chud. Um, and you really have to like, find that group of people and work together and you know it's not like a coordinated concerted effort where we're all like hey boys we're all posting on this and like that i mean you can do that but that's going to feel really insincere to be mm-hmm. honest like sounds really insincere um but like you you kind of have to work together to like get where it is that you're trying to go and you have to find people that are around your level you're all starting out at like the same level, right? You have to find people that are around your same level and you have to grind together until you level up. Uh it's it's a fucking RPG, You know what I mean? Like it's you gotta put in the legwork. And uh don't reach beyond your grasp. Um I know how that sounds but like I'm not gonna fucking reach out to Matt Mercer and ask him (laughs) if I can run something on critical role am I? No. I'm not saying that, like, people with a few thousand followers have the same gap between them as, like, me and Matt Mercer. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if you're friends with somebody and they're way bigger than you and you are comfortable asking them, then you can probably ask them if you can be involved with them in some mm-hmm. regard. If you feel weird about it then, though, probably shouldn't, shouldn't ask. Yeah. Um, probably shouldn't. However, if you bring something to the table that other people don't, and you are incredibly good at what you do, then you can probably skip over that. But you have to have work that speaks for itself. That's the number one thing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are at networking. It doesn't matter how fantastic you are at marketing. What really matters to me, and and I hope most other people, is the content of what it is that you're actually coming up with. Because if you bring something legit to the table, that will supersede pretty much anything else. As long as again, you're a good person that yeah. has like minded goals.
2: I completely agree with that. Uh, like, good advice there. Like, just don't ask for handouts from people, and not bring anything for yourself. Not bring anything unique. You know, USPs are exactly it. That's why homebrew havoc is all homebrew because that was my unique selling point. And oh, yeah. whenever I reached out to people, even accounts way bigger than mine, I'm thinking like Abyssal Brews, who were like just huge compared to me in general. I was like. I know I'm very really small, but this is what I'm bringing to the table. I really want you to be a part of that. If I'd have just gone, oh, yeah, I'm just another streamer amongst a thousand streamers and not put in that legwork and not find that USP, I think I would have gotten a very different response. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love the fact that you brought up five people on your level because it's exactly what I did. So when I first started entering and gaining that, follower count up to like the 500 mark in my head it was you lost haven callum and Valiant. valiant it valiant or mr valiant yeah, who has valiant, yeah, yeah who's dwindled down a little bit now we stepped away and i was like i'm gonna put myself near these people so much that eventually i could just we could all rise up together and it's exactly yeah. what we did and while what's great is when I came in, I saw people like Abyssal Bruise, How Not To DM, Roll For Romance, Roll The Damn Dice as the tier above me. Right? Mm. And what I really like now is that I'm being followed by people who might see me the same way I saw them. And I'm, that blows my mind that I'm now in a position that they were when I first came in. I'm like, that's oh. horrifyingly scary. Mm. But so amazing. I don't know if you feel Ask. the same way, but like yeah. people are approaching me and going, you know, oh, you're a pillar of the community, and I'm like, I'm rarely not. I'm barely a cobblestone in this thing. But then yeah, I look that's at how my, I feel. Yeah, then I look at what I've created. I'm like, no, I am a pillar of this community. Like only a small <laughs> pillar, but yeah. people know who I am, and that's so amazing. From the nothing that we started with, um, and I'm sure you'll agree, Derek. To now being seen like that, it's it dawns on me every time I get a follower on Twitter, and I'm like, that's that's insane, that's insane. Oh
1: yeah, it's super humbling yeah. too. Like, mm. sorry, I mean cut off, Cal.
0: No, I was just gonna say, Paul was, um, you know, when he uh, started, you know, he would turn up at my house at three a.m. He would he rocks at my window. You know, it's like, come on, Cal, we got to do some. I'm joking. Of course. <laughs> he was he was ever the gentleman, and um, you know. It was through you, Derek, that... Uh, it really
2: was. It re- really was. Re- we clung yeah. onto you as you rose above the ranks and begged that you dragged us up that hill along with you, so... You not you saw yourself
1: short. I mean, you guys fucking showed up. Yeah. I mean, you're a phenomenal role player and, like, voice actor, Callum. You're a Absolutely. phenomenal videographer and, yeah. like, DM Paul. So, like, you didn't just come to me with nothing and, like, hey, can I ride your coattails? It was like, <laughs> hey... This is what I bring to the table. Can I sit at the table? And I was like, Yeah, I like the cut of your jib. Let's eat. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Like, that's that's what it takes. You know, you gotta and you gotta be willing to take the risk on those people. Like, I didn't know you guys from Adam when we first met, but now I really like you guys. Like, we're all friends here. Like, I literally was sad when we fucking knew that Curse of Strahd was going to be falling apart because we lost a player. But I was like, No, I'm not willing to give you guys up because I really like. (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) That's very kind,
0: man, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of it, and uh, long may it continue. Um, yeah, amazing. Just on that note then, I mean, um, we'll be wrapping up shortly, but um, I mean, you've done so many campaigns and, and, and been involved with so many things. I mean, have you got a most memorable moment from,
1: from a campaign? Not a lot. It's going to be really hard to narrow it down to one. Um... Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. It's I really hard because there's been so many, honestly. It's not like bullshit, like, oh man, let me like scramble my head. It's like a bunch are popping into my mind. Um, the end, the finale, I, I guess just because it's the freshest on my mind, I'll go with it. The finale yeah. to I'm a medic mori, um, where like we all died off one by one, except for the last player character, and like the whole time I was playing this, like, absolute bastard who just got more sadistic and cruel as time went on and, like, uh, quote-unquote sacrificed myself in, like, the season one finale just so I could figure out how to, like, not be shackled to one body and I could just, like, body hop by killing the first villain that we really came across. And so, like, after, like, all this crazy shit, it, like, it just worked out in such a way that, like, the the one player character who lived had a son, um, and his son was basically, like, God reborn and given flesh, and um, he sent his son away, and, like, without him knowing about it, like, I smuggled his son back over, and, like, because I needed him for this, like, ritual to bind my god to, like, arch-deity status of the the planet. She was not a good god either, she's pretty evil. (laughs) Um, And so I fucking, I do it, I I have him, you know, corrupt, I, I corrupt him, I have him murder uh, this one character to, to bind my god to the world, and then we show up to where everything else has been going on this whole time, and like, it's like all this crazy shit, and like, there was this back and forth for, like, the whole second season with um, Red's character, Shortstop, and uh, Klaus's character, Mr. Sneak, where it was like, they're gonna come to blows, they're gonna fucking kill each other, like, it's gonna happen, and I, I gave Mr. Sneak a weapon that was capable of killing a god, and uh, in, like, the, like, five minutes to midnight, like, the final hour, we all, they all pull together because me being the evil belligerent motherfucker that i am (laughs) saw the opportunity when i teleported in with shortstop son and i'm holding his son kind of like a puppet with this knife like up from where he just plunged it into the the sacrifice and he sees me and he's like you motherfucker and he has a specific ability that lets him annihilate souls and so he runs up to me and just punches me into nothing like instantly just I'm out, I'm gone, can't come back, no new body, nothing, I'm gone. But the knife falls, and it (sighs) slices his son's hand open, and there's this villain that's been present throughout the entire thing since, like, episode two or three of the first season that's, like, a necromancer capable of controlling, like, tiny minute amounts of dead shit. And that gave him the juice, just that little bit of God's blood gave him the juice to, like, okay, now I'm going to try to ascend to Godhood, and instantly just boom, like, the whole place, like, erupted in this, like, spinning whirl of, like, blades of bone and sinew and, like, all the fucking, like, craziest shit. And the other three players, one, like, one of them fucking died, gave his life to, like, make an opening. The other fucking, like, jumped in, starts, like, stabbing the shit out of him and gets, like, enwrapped in, like, all these bloody, like bone blades, and he's like, and this is the one, this is Klaus's character that we thought that he was gonna fucking kill Mr. Sneak, and you know what he does? He says, fuck you, and he takes the damage and pulls the bad guy closer to him, giving shortstop, Red's character, the opportunity to just finish him off completely, and, uh... Wow. We dropped like flies, it was super fucking epic, and we remade the world... That is incredible,
0: man. What an ending that is. Everyone listening to that, take note. That yeah. is that is how you do it right there. <laughs> wow. I lost to CC, man. It was fucking epic. Oh, man. Yeah, huge, huge shout out there. That's, that's amazing. Do you know what? I might have to end things there. What, a, <laughs> what an absolutely amazing ending to to a campaign. And, of course, to this interview. Our very first interview... Uh, and uh cal's questions in association with ampersand productions paul is kindly joining us and will be joining us every week mm-hmm. um special thanks to our guest derek from dm dm studios derek
1: is there anyone you want to shout out uh yeah well first of all thank you for having me this was a lot of fun interviews are great make me feel really important so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh no i really did have a good time though thank you for having me on here um Shoutouts to everybody working on my channel. Um, I'm going to forget people if I go in individually, so I'm just going to say the people that are running the games and everybody right, associated man. with those games. Uh, Paul, yeah. we're about to play in just a little bit, so shout-outs to Paul. Um, shout-outs to um, Red, who we're taking a little bit of a hiatus from the game that he was running, but we're going to be coming back with a brand new game, brand new campaign. It's going to be a blast, so shout-outs to Red. Shout-outs to Andy um, for running Irozumi: and Legend of Five Rings. Andy, you're fantastic. Um, and then shout outs to Will, you uh, burnt coin, you, you ran um, Legend. single shot Saturdays, and I'm going to be joining a campaign on his channel um, in the near future. So, super looking forward to that. Um, and then let me make sure I'm not forgetting, I feel like I'm definitely forgetting somebody. Um, depending on when this comes out, I'm going to shout out anyway. Shout outs to um, S. Moore from Fandolin uh, by Night, uh, going to be running something new on my channel. And uh, shout outs to Cece for running fucking Iron Medic Mori. Phenomenal campaign! We yeah, just wrapped crazy. on that, and I'm actually gonna have fridays off for a while. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, shout outs to all these wonderful creatives, all the phenomenal role players, players that take part in everything that I do each week. Um, shout outs to my wife for looking after me, making sure that I, I don't <laughs> wither away and starve to death. Um, yeah, all you guys, I love you all. You're fantastic. Literally, could not do what I, mm-hmm. what I do without you. Thank you. I love you. Oh, wow. Amazing, Derek. And where can people find you and DMDM DM Studios? Um, every day at twitch.tv slash DMDM Studios. Um, Wednesdays, um, we only stream once a month. And uh, then Thursdays, I'm going to be moving over to uh, twitch.tv slash The Burnt Coin uh, once that starts. But other than that, every day at twitch.tv slash DMDM Studios or twitter.com slash dmdm DM studios amazing so make sure you all check
0: that out um for those listening on audio you won't be able to see this but i am wearing a dmdm studios t-shirt Legend. Um, i love it um i have worn it for exactly three weeks and i stink <laughs> uh, but i am not taking this off because i love that design and i suggest uh, you all check it out too um and when this comes up on youtube you'll see it there uh, paul is there anything you'd like to say
2: check out homebrew havoc you can find myself at ampersandd20 on twitter and i'm posting about it almost daily so join our discord check us out on thursday nights uh three d three thursdays in a month and i'll see you there where you can find myself and the excellent um Callum uh, there as well as a player so come check out that
0: all right amazing well i'm callum and that was the first episode of cal's questions Uh, on the Ampersand D20 Twitch channel and beyond Uh, yeah join us next time we'll have plenty more uh, guests and uh, thanks to Derek uh, for joining us uh, for this first episode and uh, yeah we'll see you next time thank you